Hello, it's Pirel Hopolitz and you're listening to Spectacular Slovakia, the podcast which is usually devoted to travel tips and Slovak culture. But in this series, I hold dive-in talks with different ambassadors posted in Slovakia about the country's capital, Bratislava. The series has been supported by Bratislava Tourist Board and Slovakia's Ministry of Transport and Construction. The fifth episode features Dutch ambassador Hank Korvanderquast. In a moment, you'll learn more about Hank's passion for cycling and classical music and how these pastimes of his link to Bratislava. I started our interview by asking him why he invited me to Danubiana to record the podcast there. I think Danubiana is a very nice example of cooperation between the Netherlands and uh, Slovakia. In the first place, uh, Danubiana was created by a successful entrepreneur from the Netherlands, Mr. Molenstein. He had two factories here that were quite successful and he wanted to give something back of his success to Slovakia. Now he thought that modern art was a particular thing to do that. And I think Danubiana now has become quite famous. Some people even say New York has Guggenheim Museum, but Bratislava has Danubiana. This was created with the help of Slovak art specialist, Mr. Polakovic. And he was the one approaching Mr. Molenstein saying, I have an idea to build this museum in the Danube. And at the time, many people thought that he was kind of crazy. Why building something in the Danube, in a place not close to the city? But now everybody considers this as a very nice museum. And you can also see the city of Bratislava from here, even though Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. Not, it's outside the city, but you can still see the city. Do you have any favorite piece of art in this museum or favorite artist? Well, I like very much uh, um, the two apples that are in the beginning. Karl Apple was a uh, very famous uh, Dutch painter. Uh-huh. And it's quite a nice uh, story, actually. At the time, his works were in the um, uh, National Museum of the Netherlands in Amsterdam. And uh, they refused to give it to other museums because they considered it as their part. But Mr. Molenstein, who uh, owns a lot of uh, artworks, then wanted just to bring this apple, which is very typical Dutch, to Slovakia. And the museum first refused because Danubiana was just new. Very few people knew about it. And Mr. Molenstein insisted. And then he called the direction of the uh, museum in uh, Amsterdam. And he said, listen, I want to have these works in Bratislava, in this new museum. If you don't want that, then I call the painter Karel Appel, who is a good friend of mine, and he might take back some paintings you have. Now, within a week, everything was arranged, and those apples are there. Well, I must say that when we arrived here, I didn't know that actually Andy Warhol's Campbell's cans are here at this point. That's a nice surprise to see them here. Let's just briefly say what it looks like. So it's, it resembles a ship, which is unusual. 
Well, I, I think the most important thing, and that's part of the success of Danubiana, is that it really fits into the natural environment. As mm-hmm. you say, it is built as a ship. The yeah. garden is related with a lot of uh, great artworks too. If you come by boat, which I have done several times with visitors, then ah. you really see the garden rising up from the, the uh, Danube. So it is completely within the nature uh, surrounding it. I think that is part of the success. And the other way is, as you mentioned already, it's a combination of um, different artists, but also particularly uh, Slovak artists. And I think Danubiana really had a big uh, function by um, giving more podium to very good Slovak artists. Yeah. You've got here a beautiful store. Yeah. Uh, really lovely stuff uh, which people can buy also a cafe that's also sometimes important if you're so far away from the city center especially if you bike here classical music that's something you also enjoy so where in Bratislava you go for a classical music concert well in the first place one of the reasons uh, when I had to fill in the list with preferential postings I filled in Bratislava uh, was particularly uh, classical music because I think uh, Slovakia has a very great uh, tradition in that. Uh, there are quite a number of uh, great composers which not always are well known but which deserve to be more well known. Um, but there's so many good, uh, how shall I say, events going on around classical music. And I would like to mention the Bratislava Music uh, Festival, which usually is uh, September, October. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Viva Musical uh, Festival. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing is uh, Convergencia. Now, to be more specific on what you mentioned as what places do you go to? Yeah. Uh, for me, Reduta is really fantastic. From the first time I was there, I really loved the place. It has been... But you know, it used to be a cinema. I know, <laughs> I know. But it has been restored so yeah, nicely. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's fantastic. It is originally... It was one of the great music halls in, in Europe, and, and particularly in the 19th century. So I think it's great that uh, this function has been given back to uh, Reduta. Uh, so you can find me quite often there. Another place uh, where I go, and that should be mentioned also, is the Albrecht House. This is a house that has been restored in the Kapitulska uh, street. Mm-hmm. It was the house where Jan Albrecht uh, lived. And he has done enormous work and research on uh, Baroque music. And he founded at the time Musica Eterna. And that is still uh, a group where I attend a lot of concerts from. Well, I must say, uh, and I'm going to go back to Reduta, because we talked about Danubiana, which is sort of a nice link between the Netherlands and Slovakia. And not a nice link, somewhat linked to the Netherlands, as well as uh, that the new principal conductor at the Slovak Philharmonic Orchestra, it's Daniel Reiskin. Obviously, he's Russian, but for many years he's lived in Amsterdam. Yeah, I know.
obviously you didn't know much about slower classical music before you came, but do you know now that, for instance, uh, Mozart or Beethoven, or they actually visited Bratislava, even played here some concerts? I do know that. I mean, Bratislava really was one of the centers of classical music at that time. So you have people like uh, Haydn, you mentioned Mozart, Beethoven has been here too. Yeah. Uh, so there were quite a number of uh, relations and they were frequenting uh, Bratislava in that time. So do you know the Blue Danube? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is true, but people say that actually some parts of the Blue Danube uh, were composed here in Bratislava. Yeah, I have heard that too, <laughs> but I didn't study <laughs> music, so I can neither confirm I'm, I'm just saying that... But it's uh, very likely. I think it's very likely. Absolutely. It, it's, it's a nice fact, if it's a fact, or at least a nice story to have. Yeah. Um, and so how about Slovak composers? You mentioned Albrecht. Yeah. Uh, Bella. Okay. And someone from Bratislava? Sogon. Eugen Suchon. Eugen Suchon. Okay. I think, was he, I think he was from Bratislava. He he died in Bratislava. Okay. <laughs> but he was born and he spent his youth in Pezinok, which is okay. not far away from no, Bratislava, exactly. I must say. Exactly. So yeah, the Bratislava region. Yeah. You yeah, can say. Yeah, yeah so Ergen Sukhan, how is it possible that you know him? By his music. <laughs> yeah, I, I just was in it. And then... Do you, know my, any piece, do you know any piece he wrote? It would be difficult to give the exact name, but I think I know some very nice uh, um, uh, violin uh, pieces uh, for a quartet. Have you ever heard of Krotniava? No. So that's the Slovak, the first Slovak opera. Okay. And that's something he composed. Did I didn't know. Yeah. See? So you, you should have a listen. And then we haven't mentioned, but we should absolutely... Hummel, he wrote beautiful piano pieces. Johanna Nepomuk. Yeah, Hummel. exactly. Yeah, so he was born in Bratislava, okay. for sure. How about Franz Schmidt? Have you ever heard of yeah, him? Yeah, I heard of him, but I don't recall recently having heard any piece by him. that you actually know him because uh, so not many people here in Bratislava know actually that he was born here and he spent some time here and he was born I think where SNP Square is okay somewhere near the culture ministry right uh, so you can see a plug there for instance in Vienna they've got a park named after him okay so I'm gonna give you another name Ernst von Dohnani yeah 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 uh, several pieces I, I heard from yeah seriously yeah seriously Just, I've, I'm feeling really like I should go back to school <laughs> no I don't know but I mean he is the Slovak uh, uh, National Orchestra regularly plays pieces by uh, by him yeah he was quite productive I must say yeah and how about Bela Bartok he is also from Bratislava yeah I have two CDs uh, from him can you yourself play an instrument yeah i uh, i had uh, piano lessons when i was uh, young as a teenager 
mm-hmm. uh, but at that time uh, it was considered as part of the education and I was sort of forced uh, <laughs> to play it by my parents so I did it I got some diplomas but it was not real joy mm-hmm. only when I grew older I started to appreciate it more and then I started to play uh, organ and I also play uh, recorder I started with that when I was in Geneva but my best lessons are with the teacher in uh, in Bratislava because I really have a very good uh, uh, teacher mm-hmm. she's tough at the time but she explains very much and she's very stimulating so I really see that as a as a weekly bonus on my regular activities <laughs> to play regu- regularly the uh, alto recorder. And so you mentioned organ recently. Have you attended any church concert? The the best I ever uh, heard, it was the Laudate after uh, President Chaputova uh, was installed in Reduta ah. and there was a Laudate uh, in St. Martin's uh, Cathedral. Now I never saw so many um, uh, parliamentarians and uh, diplomats in the <laughs> church but I have to say they performed uh, Handel and Haydn mm-hmm. and that was one of the best things I, I ever heard. It was it was really uh, very touching because it was so well done and it was very much also through the music an expression of uh, hope of a new area. Do you cycle a lot in Bratislava? Is that possible actually? Yeah, it's quite it's quite well uh, possible. Uh, first of all, for Dutch people, cycling is standard. We go to our uh, work by bike mm-hmm. uh, because it is green, uh, it is healthy, um, it is easy. And for instance, in the Hague, uh, where I lived before, if you go by car, you lose a lot of time finding a parking uh, place in the city. And if you go by bike, you go everywhere very quickly. Yeah. So that's a big advantage. Now, coming back to your question. Um, so I go regularly uh, the path along the Danube. Um, mm-hmm. I have even cycled to Danubiana, which is quite a nice uh, piece. <laughs> Uh, I've gone a couple of times. Quite a long one, I would think. It is, it is. Um, but I've done that uh, in summer when there's not too much wind. So, yeah. And it's quite uh, quite nice. Uh, gone to Heinburg, uh, that area. But also in other places, uh, we cycled in uh, Skalica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it From together. here, from Bratislava? Uh, no, no, no. In, uh. Uh, yeah, I have a very special thing. Um, why I have on my official car, I have a hook. Mm-hmm. And on that hook, we can place a rack for bicycles. Oh, so okay. if we go somewhere, we very often bring the bicycle or more bicycles and we cycle with local authorities. So I cycled, for instance, ah. in Kosice with the major. I cycled in Skalica with the major. Mm-hmm. And I also had at least four or five uh, bike tours 
uh, with Mr. Brochka in, in Trnava. Trnava. So you mentioned that you cycled to Danubion. Have you tried cycling to the Devin Castle, let's say, or Small Carpathians? That I haven't done. So to, you can to Devin Castle, I have done, not mm-hmm. to Small Carpathians. No, so you can, I think, try that because they completed the Stefanik cycling route, which uh-huh. runs from Bratislava Koliba up to Kosharska, which is a birthplace of General Milan Rastislav Stefanik. Okay. I don't know if that's okay. It's like 100 kilometers. Is that all right? No, that's quite <laughs> a lot. That's quite a lot. I would need some exercise then. <laughs> I also want to ask you about things that you may not like that much about Bratislava. Uh, the Canadian charger, he told me that bike infrastructure could get better. Yeah. Would, you, would you agree with him? Or Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. But on the other hand, I think one has to be fair. And if you see where Bratislava comes from and yeah. where it is now, an enormous amount of progress have been uh, made. But if you ask me very concretely, what do you not like? <laughs> then it's the potholes in the, in the road. <laughs> uh, and I think that is something... Uh, yeah, also when I have visitors and I tell them it's a nice place and then there's a pothole <laughs> you always have to be careful but then they say I mean yeah, but this looks very bad you know so that is something uh, yeah do you have potholes also in the Netherlands uh, you have but not so many because <laughs> it's it's more regularly uh, repaired I think all right uh, yeah and how about things you like Ooh, that's quite a lot. Uh, first of all, uh, the, the Danube and how it is uh, mm-hmm. uh, situated. Braslava is a very human city. That's that's what I like very much uh, about it. And I also like in front of the old uh, theater, you have this long uh, road. That's the Vyazdoslavo Square. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Let's finish with tulips. You cycle in other towns and with mayors, but also yeah. a very nice thing your embassy or you personally do that's planting tulips. Are you considering doing that even during the pandemic? Yeah, we we are looking at possibilities doing it now. Uh, we started it off because of 25 years of bilateral uh, relation. Uh-huh. So uh, together with then President Kiska, we baptized a new tulip, Uh, which is called the Slovensko tulip and it has the red and white colors of the uh, Slovak uh, uh, flag and uh, it is stronger than the normal tulip because usually winters are a bit colder here than in uh, the Netherlands. We planted it in about uh, eight cities I think. We planted it in the presidential uh, garden of course and we are looking into possibilities together with Uh, uh, majors in different cities uh, to do it now also. We have to do it in October Mm. uh, but we have to see what the possibilities are because of course we want to follow the rules of uh, Slovakia with regard to the pandemic. Okay, thanks so much Hank for your time and I would wish you have a nice bike trip but I can't because you drove here, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thanks so much Hank. Next time we come by bike. (laughs) True, thanks. (laughs) 
we're done for now. I spoke with Dutch ambassador Hank Kaur van der Quast in this episode. I hope that you'll have a listen to some of the Bratislava-born composers mentioned earlier, or you'll at least pay a visit to Danubiana. You can also jump back to the previous Spectacular Slovak episodes. You'll find all of them on spectator.sk and on several streaming services. As with travel tips, spectacularslovakia.sk is the right place for you providing you with an array of articles, podcasts, and most importantly, travel guides. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Stay healthy and stay safe. I'll be back next week. See you then.